Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Everyone knows that finding qualified candidates when you're hiring is a very difficult job. But I'll tell you right now, ZipRecruiter makes it a lot easier. Let's talk about Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner experienced how challenging hiring can be after unsuccessfully searching for a new game artist to grow her education tech company. But then she switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference. And you too can sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. With results like that, it's no wonder that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter is definitely the smartest way to hire. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. Again, if you want to hire smart, qualified people, you have to go to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash D-A-N-P-A-T-R-I-C-K. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. I love that it's being referred to as the crawling, by the way. <laughs> this is Dan Patrick. Ah, uh, welcome to the program. Final hour on this Friday, Dan and the Dan and Dan Patrick show. Yours truly here in the Man Cave along with Paulie. We got Chili on the Traeger. We got uh, the Meat Madness songs. A couple more matchups to bring to your attention. Fritzy's at home, so is McLovin, so is Seaton. Your phone calls are welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle with dpshow. We say good morning to our radio and TV partners. You can watch if you'd like on youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show. And you can listen if you're out and about, able to be out and about. And uh, we're on 362 radio affiliates around the country. I... Um, have been to many Final Fours. My first one was probably in the mid-'80s. But there's a sight to see when you go into the hotel lobbies of the Final Four because you'll see all these college coaches, and they're all wearing warm-up suits. Now, it'll be whatever they're sponsored by, Nike, Adidas, Puma. So grown men in uniforms. Now, all of these coaches are doing it. And they, they show up and they have these track suits on. It's odd to see, but it's something that I don't miss when I go to the Final Four, when I go into the hotel lobby. But uh, the track suits are everywhere. And, you know, we would be descending upon Atlanta. The college basketball world would be there for the Final Four coming up this weekend. And, uh, you know, it would have been a great tournament. It, it, it's always interesting, but you had different contenders like Dayton, San Diego State, now, some of the normal powerhouses, Duke, uh, Kentucky, you know, down a little bit this year. Michigan State was still in the mix. But I have no idea which final four teams would have been there in Atlanta. But uh, I'm sure it would have been surprising, at least one team. And uh, I don't know. You, you don't realize sometimes how much you miss or how much your life is, de you know, defined by these sporting events. You know, baseball's opening day. Just tuning into a sporting event, any sporting event now. And at some point, somebody's going to be the first to come back. What I, I would caution these commissioners, and really anybody with any sport, is trying to give a timeline because this virus has no timeline. We, we may think it does, but if, if I'm a commissioner, i got to keep it as vague as possible because I don't want to speed up anybody's schedule. I don't want to speed up anybody's expectations. I want this to be, when it's safe, we'll be back. I don't need to hear the commissioner of Major League Baseball tell me, this is when I think we'll be back. Or the NBA, this is where we're going to be back. 
I don't need to hear that. The NFL, I just want you come back when it's safe to come back. You don't need to expedite this for me and shouldn't be doing it for anybody else. You need to take the precautions that are necessary here. When we get these sports, we'll enjoy them. We'll devour them more than we probably ever have. The commissioner of the NFL says we're going to have the draft. It's official, and he doesn't want to hear from any NFL personnel. They're going to have the draft. And April 23rd, 24th, 25th, we're ready to go full speed ahead, but it will be a different world. That's what this is, you know, kind of devolved into. It's a new world out there and how we're able to watch what we can watch and when you know, these leagues are able to put some product in front of us. But the NFL is going to go full speed ahead. We ask you that question, are you bothered by it? I think, what were the results, McLovin, with the first hour? 90% were not bothered by going ahead with yeah, the draft. I'm okay with it. I understand the NFL personnel being upset or disappointed. Uh, Mickey Loomis, the GM of the Saints, John Elway, the GM of the Cowboys, or the Broncos said, hey, I don't, uh, we, we don't approve of this. We would like to postpone it. Well, people are, have a routine when it comes to getting ready for the draft. We all have a routine, but they have a routine when they get ready for the draft, uh, who they go see, who comes in for visits, those kind of things. And I, I understand that, but if you can still do this, you should. if your draft room is ready, you should be ready to draft today, is what I was told by a source. You should be able to draft today if you had to. You've got a couple more weeks. You know, the one big player is Tua. And to be able to, if you're the Dolphins, be able to get in front of him. If, if the Chargers are interested in him, maybe a mystery team with Tua, then you would like to get in front of him. You'd like to talk to him. You'd like to get the medicals. You'd like to see him move in person. You'd like to have him do drills that you want to. But I understand that. But I'm not bothered by the NFL saying, hey, you know what, we're going to do this. We shouldn't be doing this in you know this time of crisis. Yeah, Paul. If you were to and his agent, wouldn't you prefer that the draft was moved back a month and a half? Gives you a month and a half to get healthier, a month and a half to meet with doctors, yeah, and increase your draft status. Well, I don't know if he's going to increase it that much because he's not going one overall. He's probably not going to two uh, with the Redskins. So it'd be three, and somebody's going to go up. Somebody's going up to get at least one, if not both of these. Uh, you know. Uh, Justin Herbert and Tua. Yes, Eden. I thought of Tua immediately when we just had Dale Earnhardt Jr. on, and he was talking about how you don't really see guys bounce back from a hip injury all that much, and Tua was the first person that popped right in my mind. Well, Bo Jackson had a hip injury, and he never came back from that. But that was pulled out of the socket. But, no, it is a, it's, it's a big mystery when it comes to hips. Although, if you have hip replacement surgery, they're farther along with that than they are knee replacement, and if, if they do your shoulder. So, they, you know, there's certain things that they have perfected or at least come close to perfection when they replace your hip. But this is different for a 21, 22-year-old quarterback trying to stay, you know, as healthy as possible leading up to the draft or give the impression that he's as healthy as he's ever been and he won't get that opportunity. I saw, I saw this where uh, the Hall of Famer, former director of player personnel for the Cowboys, Gil Brandt, he was there from 1960 to 1989. And he, he's forgotten more football than I know. But he went back to 2012, the NFL draft, with a do-over. And I thought that was interesting to see how, if you had the opportunity to go back, and this was, you know, the Andrew Luck draft, who you would have taken and when you would have taken them. And uh, 
So he provided this. He said, Andrew Luck, the Colts would still take him number one. Knowing what they know now, they'd still take him number one. The Redskins would take Russell Wilson, two. Which, if you said, I know what I know now, I'm taking Russell Wilson, number one. I'm not taking Andrew Luck. Russell Wilson's going to the Hall of Fame. And he's still playing, and he's not retired. And then he's got Nick Foles going three to the Cleveland Browns. The Browns took Trent Richardson in that draft. McLovin, help me out with this. I I don't don't understand. I'm trying to be fair to Gil Brandt here. He's a Hall of Famer, but if you said I could have Andrew Luck or Russell Wilson, I I don't – like, I'm baffled on this. I don't get it. And he has Luke Keekley all the way down in 9 or 10 and Stefan Gilmore at 6. I mean, those guys should be ahead of Foles, shouldn't they? Because who knows if Foles would have been good in Cleveland. Yeah, I don't. Nick Foles, he says, you know, he'd be the savior. Um, he says uh, part of Pat Shermer's undoing as the Browns coach was the inability to find an answer at quarterback with neither Colt McCoy or Brandon Whedon. Foles and Shermer who became Chip Kelly's offensive coordinator after being fired by Cleveland, would link up in Philadelphia. Okay, but I'm not taking Nick Foles three overall. I'm taking Russell Wilson number one. I'm probably taking – he's got T.Y. Hilton five to Jacksonville. He's got Ryan Tannehill ahead of Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley is going to the Hall of Fame. Help me out here, McLovin. This does remind me, is there a worse pick than Trent Richardson for the Browns? Oh, man. Oh, well, the Browns have had a few of those. But I've got, okay, so I take Russell Wilson. Uh, I'm Luke Keekley's probably going second, at least from everybody. Kirk Cousins, he's got 13th going to the Cardinals. Michael Brockers uh, still has him going 14. Uh, Chandler Jones. Josh Norman, 17 to uh, the Bengals. I don't think there's anything else crazy in here. But, uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm having a hard time understanding the the logic here with, with Gil Brent. I, maybe I'm missing something about the rules of what he was doing with the redrafting the 2012 draft. Yeah, Paul? The only thing worse than the Cleveland Browns drafting Trent Richardson, the running back with the first-round pick, is that the Indianapolis Colts, a couple of years later, the Colts traded a first-round draft pick to acquire Trent Richardson. <laughs> That's underrated as one of the worst trades in NFL history. Because you know... Like, the Browns weren't quite sure. You know, the Browns found out that Trent Richardson was only as good as his offensive line at Alabama, and that offensive line was great. And then they got him, and they realized that he was not a guy who made you miss. You know, he didn't do something, anything that was really exceptional, and you took a running back that high. Is that the last high draft pick for a running back that didn't work out well? Hmm. Leonard Fournette is on the cusp. Oh, he's better than Trent Richardson. Well, well, well way better. But as far as, like, working out, Trent, uh, Leonard Fournette is kind of, like, in the middle of the territory. He's definitely not a bust. Well, I'd take Trent – I would take Leonard Fournette over Trent oh. Richardson any day. Yes. But I wouldn't consider Leonard Fournette a bust. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else, like, top five running back that we've had since the Browns – like, was that a cautionary tale for NFL teams when Trent Richardson went third overall – that you don't take running back. Well, you can take a good run, like a good running back would help. If Trent Richardson was a good running back, then maybe it would have worked out, but he was not. Uh, let me see. A couple of phone calls here. We have some more uh, meat madness matchups here. These are the closest matchups we have. We have. Uh, we gave you 
one in the Carolina region, one in the Memphis region. Here's another one in the Memphis region. It's uh, the number three seed against the number six seed. It's Sarah and Jason in Ohio. Well, I had just born a new track of ground. It seems my meals are drawn to change. I threw out the gas and charcoal subs. See Dan and the boys gather around their plates with mouths wide open. That's pretty good. Wood fired river. So that's Sarah and Jason in Ohio with Creed. I found my Creed uh, gold album or platinum album up in my attic. I brought that in, and uh, I don't know why I kept it, but I do. I have it, and I brought it into the man cave. And really, every man cave should have a Creed platinum album. Here's Glenn in Michigan. This is good. And the loins tight, tight. I see my butcher wrapped them up in white, and I think to myself, I'm gonna grill. So that's Glenn in Michigan. That's a great song. Really, really well done. Really, really well done. Uh, Campbell in Texas. This is the Carolina region, number four seed. Yeah, becomes a roast here. He's taking everybody down there. It's Campbell in Texas. Uh, he's uh, opposite Max in Florida, the number five seat. Ain't no use in lighting up that charcoal. I have a train of grill outside that door. Me Friday is finally upon us. I need a beer, a burger, rotten, maybe more. I'm watching David P. and Fritz and tells an awful joke. Only makes me want to say, suck it now, back row. Make lovin's on the bandwagon for the next best team I know. Be me twice, it's all right. That's good, too. That's Mac in, Mac's in uh, Florida. That's the uh, Carolina region. And uh, voting is open through next week for the opening round. Speaking of Bob Dylan, Dylan just released a 17-minute song about the JFK assassination. Seaton sent this to Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it took him 63 years to finally get pen to paper on that one, huh? Yeah, I guess that uh, as the clock struck midnight on the East Coast Friday morning, Dylan released a new song, Murder Most Foul, has a running time of 16 minutes and 57 seconds. It is described as an epic free association of the 1963 assassination of President John F. Kennedy. Little information was given about the surprise track except for a brief statement from Dylan himself. Greetings to my fans and followers with gratitude for all your support and loyalty over the years. This is an unreleased song we recorded a while back that you might find interesting. 
Stay safe, stay observant, and may God be with you, Bob Dylan. I don't know what a while back means. Like, is it decades? Is it months? But I, I guess well, you I... Know what? I think it's kind of like you've been going through the attic because you've been on uh, quarantine. Yeah. Maybe Bob's going back through some of his uh, unreleased tracks from the last 40 or 50, 60, 70 years mm. <laughs> and starting to release some things. Well, I think you would be able to tell from his voice how long ago this was. If you can make out all the words, then, you know, this is probably back in the 60s or 70s. But Bob still, he still tours. He's still writing music. In the song, uh, he talks about the killing of JFK right there in front of everyone's eyes is the great magic trick. Yeah, Paul. I was listening to yeah. the Tom Petty channel the other day, and they play Dylan on there. They play other things. Tom Petty, um, Bob Dylan had a song where he, he's basically rapping. Do you, is it, do you know the song? It's like a homesick blues or yeah. something. Is that yeah. song right? Yeah. I had never heard it before. I'm not, I'm not, I'm casual Dylan fan. It was fantastic. It's a long song. He's riffing and he's, he's basically speaking through the whole song. But this, uh, you two did a takeoff on this where you start, um, I think they hold up, uh, cards like, uh, Bono holds up a word and then he drops it like they all rhyme. And Dylan, I think did that with that song, Homesick Blues. I, I believe it's that song. And uh, is that Subterranean Homesick Blues? That's right. Yeah. I had never heard it before, and I heard it the other day. It's a fantastic song. Yeah, but he does that, and then Bono do, and you two do it, where they just kind of, you're rhyming these words, and he just holds up a card, a sign that just has that word on it in the video. I don't know what that song is, but McLovin, I don't know if you uh, know what it is. Yeah, Paul. It's, uh, I looked it up in 1965, Subterranean Homesick Blues. It's uh, anti-authority. That's every Dylan song, pop culture obsessed song, where he actually made a video for it, and there was, there really wasn't videos. He made like a a grainy black and white video for it. But did he make? Was he holding up cards that had words on it? That's exactly One right. Word. Okay. It, it it might remind remind you. I think uh, what's the band with uh, Michael Hutchins? In excess. In excess did a knockoff version of that where they he had Michael Hutchins was doing the signs. But I think Bono did it too for some reason. McLovin, is that right? Yeah, exactly. Bono did the signs. I like what Paulie said. It's in a way one of the first mainstream music videos of him dropping. I think it might have been part of a film, but yeah, you're exactly right. A few people have copied it. Okay. All right, we'll take a break. We got our phone call, and uh, we'll get to more phone calls as well. Eight seven seven three DP show. Email address dp danpatrick.com. How is everybody, Fritzy? You're doing all right. I'm feeling good. Okay. You got your Brooklyn shirt on, looking good. Yeah, my Brooklyn, uh, it says Biggie on the back, uh, 1972. I like that. So, uh, I'm uh, relaxed and feeling good. How about you, McLovin? Uh, where, where are the Great. kids? Where's your wife? So they're all good. You know, they're not crawling around. I was wearing my Steve Prefontaine costume from 2009, the first two hours. It was this ugly Adidas tracksuit, and none of you guys said anything. I just thought it was a good-looking tracksuit. I was like, that's a really cool hoodie. Dan. You didn't – Mario said it's the ugliest sweatshirt he's ever seen. <laughs> yeah, the problem with the setup is you get to really see a lot of the Dan S. Like, you see our whole, like, kind of setup. Yeah. I, I didn't even notice, but I wasn't looking. You know, we, we were busy doing a show. I wasn't kind of checking out what you were wearing there. I apologize. I've been watching what you've been wearing. A lot of red this week. Yeah, I don't know why. I got this – somebody sent this to me. It's uh, the Ironton Tanks. Uh, 1919 football team. Uh, somebody sent this to me. 
Yeah, I've been red and maroon. I don't know. Seaton, you don't all right? Yeah, dude, I'm good, man. Uh, wife is upstairs working. Kieran, uh, my son, is hanging with the dogs, so I'm just uh, looking forward to some lunch. Yeah, Paul. Ironton Tanks, 1919 to 1913 out of Ironton, Ohio. Uh, scarlet, red, gold, and white. Yeah. It's a nice little color here. Big red machine, they called them. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Mike in New York City won Todd's scoreboard challenge today. Was this much of a challenge there, Todd? You, know, you weren't impressed by the 888. Well, we had Dale Jr. on. Yeah. I guess there was nothing real juicy there. I didn't want to force something so awkward and out in left field that no one would get a chance. It's a Friday. Thought I'd make it a little easier. He obviously how about, did great things with number eight and then 88. How about Curly Neal? Curly Neal would have been good, too. Yeah. I can't argue that. Yeah. Thank you, Todd. I was trying to keep it more in the current generations for our younger fans that may not be familiar with Oh, oh, I see. You're skewing younger. (laughs) Thank you, Todd. You have no clue. For a guy who lives in the 80s, you're going to skew younger now. It makes no sense what it is. Well done, Todd. All right, we'll take a break. Your phone call is coming up next. It's 21 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Nine out of ten couples prefer a different mattress furnace. From feather soft to firm, you can adjust each side to your sleep number setting, so it's just right for the both of you. Discuss your favorite sleep number bed features, adjustable comfort, partner snore technology, sensing movement, and or sleep IQ technology showing personalized sleep insights. Sleep IQ tracks how well you sleep and offers personal insights into your sleep. Measure your best sleep hours, average heart rate, breathing, and movement. Create a healthy competition with your partner based on your sleep IQ score. Science shows that beauty sleep is not a myth. Science also shows that adequate sleep is essential for our skin to repair and regenerate and getting 7 to 9 hours of quality shut-eye per night. Lack of quality shut-eye also affects our desire to interact with others. While good sleep results in more motivation to initiate connection. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you sleeping comfortably through the night. Discover smart, effortless comfort with the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed. This is not a bed, it's proven quality sleep. Check them out now and save up to $900 on select Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds. For a limited time, only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Lots going on in the DP Show store. We got new t-shirts like Quarantine This, Tampa Bay, Garage Sale going on, Spring Clearance, $10 t-shirts, $15 caps, some great items to uh, stock up on for Christmas. Free shipping when you spend $50 or more. Also, we developed a T-shirt, Seton did, to help aid hourly and uh, service industry workers who have been impacted by the coronavirus. And we don't know the true economic fallout from the virus, but we know thousands of people are impacted. So proceeds from the Beer Here T-shirts will be donated to organizations helping people in the service industries who are currently unemployed or underemployed because of this pandemic go to danpatrick.com should check everything out robert in new mexico has been holding for a while hi robert what do you have for me today hey robert thank you, uh, thank you so much for taking the call dan i appreciate it um first time long time uh 62160 first off i want to congratulate you on your nomination it's a no-brainer due to what's going on right now um especially with you all staying on the air and you making sure the guys are safe everybody including the danettes and, and everybody in the back uh, and covering all sports, not, you know, limiting it to anything 
uh, that, you know, isn't everything is important at this point. And, and I agree with uh, Allen, California, and Gus in L.A. Uh, they, they, you guys are doing a great job with uh, making sure that we have something to look forward to and something to make sure that uh, we can uh, definitely look forward to, uh, to listening to every day. Uh, that's definitely something. Thank that you, Robert. Fun. Thank you. Appreciate that. More phone calls. Uh, Carl in Arizona. Hi, Carl. What do you have for me today? Hey, Dan. Uh, first off, congratulations on the nomination. You know, last time I called, uh, my delivery was somewhat of that of Vin Scully swallowing like a marshmallow-sized Ambien. It was not very quick. So I'll get right to it. Made that call about three weeks ago, about 30 minutes after the show goes off the air. You get a call from the good old Arizona Diamondbacks. And it was something of that of Spalding uh, out of Caddyshack. Mandic? And, uh, yes. Um, <clears throat> you're gone. Goodbye. Oh, oh do I get <laughs> Wait, I'm fired? Uh, yeah, you can't talk to the media. But, listen, eternal optimist, silver lining to it all. I am so grateful that you guys are on each and every morning, and uh, it really brings uh, a joy to uh, many of us that, you know, yeah, there have been hard times, but you know what? We're going to press through, and thanks to what you guys do, uh, it helps all of us. Well, Carl, I'm sorry that you got fired there. <laughs> That's all right. Ah, it's no biggie. Oh, I'll, I'll land on my feet. I'm all good. Okay. That's uh, one of our favorites, Carl Mandick from uh, Arizona. Got uh, got fired there. Mandate. Ah, that's too bad. We yeah. love the mandate. I know. I was curious about, you know, we've been talking about Dak Prescott a little bit. We checked in with Ed Werder from the mothership in the first hour, and maybe the Cowboys are getting close to signing this uh, highest-paid player in NFL history contract with Dak. He had uh, just over 4,900 passing yards last season, which is actually one yard shy of Tony Romo's franchise single-season record. I was curious Quarterbacks taken outside the second round or undrafted. Who was thrown for more yards than Dak Prescott? Now, obviously, Tom Brady has because he threw for 5,200 yards in 2011. So you have to be taken in the third round or later or undrafted. So Tom Brady is number one. He's thrown for the most yards, and he was a sixth-round draft pick. Second on the list is a fourth-round draft pick. Third is a undrafted quarterback. And then Dak Prescott is there. He's the fourth-round draft pick. And then another quarterback is there who's undrafted as well. Brady is number one. Kirk Cousins, fourth-round pick, is second on the all-time list. Third on the list, Tony Romo, who was undrafted. Dak Prescott is one yard behind. And then Kurt Warner, undrafted. He is... Fifth on the all-time list of quarterbacks taken outside of the first two rounds or undrafted. Uh, Mo in Vermont joins us. Mo, what do you have for me today? DP, uh, thanks for taking the call. Five nine two ten. Yeah. I just wanted to say thank you for uh, keeping a sense of normalcy over the last few weeks. I work as an emergency medicine physician assistant. My dad owns a small restaurant, so things have been uh, pretty tough to say the least. But we both tune in every day. And having you play my Meat Friday song last week, although it didn't make it into Meat Madness, Suck It Mario, was a highlight <laughs> for my dad and uh, my dad and I. So I just want to say thank you to you and the Danettes. Keep doing what you're doing. It's helping people a lot out there. Thank you, Mo. Thank you for the phone call. Yeah, I don't make any claims of this being, uh, you know, highbrow or anything. It's just we're here to talk to you, talk with you. If you want to call, you want to watch, you want to listen, email, tweet, 
you know, we're here. And uh, we're trying to do the best that we can. We're trying to be smart about this as well. We obviously have families. Uh, we have to, you know, we're, we're coming into work, but we're limiting the number of people who come into work with us. And I thought it was smart that if the Danettes could stay at home and still do the show, then that make, made the most sense. But uh, I want to thank the big German who's come in, Alan, the IT guy, Marvin, who's answering phones, uh, Dylan, who does the graphics, Rob, the intern. That's the staff that we've had in here. And we're trying to limit the number of people. And obviously, we show up for work and we go straight home. And that's it. No stops in between. But uh, uh, we will not be on the air next week. But just to let you know, it, everybody is healthy. There, there's no issue with that. It's a studio cleaning as we continue to move forward. I just want to ensure that we're doing all the right things. But we will not be on the air next week. We'll have some fill-in host. But uh, thank you for everything you've done with the YouTube channel. It's been an unbelievable success. Can't thank you enough for being able to consume it, and I, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, the chat row with everything that you've meant to the show, these are all important things because it's a new normal for us, and uh, we're trying to figure it out as well. But, uh, you know, collectively, we're, uh, we're here for you each day as best we can. So thank you again for everything that you guys do for this show. And everybody who was uh, part of the show prior to our separation, divorce from AT&T, because we got nominated for a sports Emmy, and there are a lot of people who lost their jobs, wonderful people who lost their jobs. And uh, I, I thank them, and I tried to thank as many of them yesterday as I could over a text message or email that, you know, we spent a lot of time trying to build this up, and uh, we continue to do that every day. But it's important that you play a role with this show. It's not lost on us. And uh, hopefully if you allow us to be part of your pro your day and carve out some time that we can be part of it, uh, you know, it's not lost on us. We really, really appreciate that opportunity here. Uh, McLovin, what's the issue? What's the problem here? Uh, I want to go to what we learned a little early for me. Uh, I learned that when Dale Earnhardt Jr. was talking about Tua's hip injury, the first person that uh, Seton thought of was Tua Tungavailoa. <laughs> I, I was wondering if I was on crack. I was like, what did he say? That's so funny. <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't going to go there. No, I think it's perfect because, you know, I was listening to Dale. I clearly had tuned out for a minute, and I heard him talk about a hip injury, and I was like, man, that seems like such a weird NASCAR injury, but it makes me think of Tua. And so then I had this whole five-minute thought process of, like, I wonder if there was an accident and then somebody hurt their Well, I didn't follow up. What? I know, and, I, and, I'm, and he probably thought I was insensitive that I didn't say, hey, tell me about that injury to your hip. Or, you know, one of the things that's so funny about this setup now is that, and really over the course of the last week, I've truly become aware of just how much stupid, like how many stupid things I say in the show. <laughs> you can see everyone's reaction to what you say. And you're like, hey, you say something. And like Paul's head looked like it was about to explode where he's like, oh, my God. Like, what did he just say? Andrew immediately starts laughing and typing. Like Todd was doing whatever Todd does. It's a, it's a fascinating way to take in the show because everyone's oh. you just read all the expressions. I didn't. I didn't know what to say when Junior <laughs> said it. I, I truly didn't because I thought, you know what? He's in the house. His wife's pregnant. He's got a little one there, and I was just letting Junior just sort of talk. Really, I, just talk. Hey, we're here for you. I, I know what you're going through. And then when he talked about 
hips, and then it, it reminded him of Tua. So I, I understand that, McLovin. Why did you wait so long? Junior was on an hour ago. Well, it was really Seton who brought it back with his comment. Uh, Seton, I am me, uh, about 15 minutes ago, he said, did I say something funny about Tua and Hips? And then I looked at him on the screen, and he's laughing out loud. So credit Seton for not taking himself too seriously here. No. I, I don't know that I have really any ability, like, leg to stand on if I'm going to try and take myself seriously. Uh, yeah. It's too late to do that. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. I just got a report, by the way, since it's Meat Friday and it's chilly. One of our backroom guys who was watching us make chili yesterday casually said, and this person is 27 years old, he goes, yeah, I've never had chili before. I'm like, excuse me? I go, like, oh, you mean here with the guys or you never had good chili? He goes, no, I've never had a bowl of chili in my life. I'm like, oh, you vegetarian? He goes, no. Just the, the occasion never came up. I've never had a bowl of chili. A 27-year-old man has never had a bowl of chili? I almost let him go from the staff. There's no occasion. Like, you don't have to have an occasion to have chili. Yeah, it's never come up in 27 years. What the heck is good? Is is this wait? I don't want to name names because this will tag him forever. What Marvin? No, the new kid. Rob. Oh, Rob, the little guy, the jockey. Oh, he's but, never had a bowl of chili. He's had steak. He's had burgers. He's had wings. He's had barbecue. And he goes, yeah, I've never just never gotten around to having chili. I don't have to say. Well, we have chili. So today is a big day then for Rob the intern. He's a chili virgin. <laughs> I I did not know that. But, uh, well, that's that's on the grill. In fact, if you're watching, uh, that'll be the uh, look-in. Paulie is uh, cooking his chili. We'll get to that coming up as well. Tilly in Indiana. Hi, Till. You being safe? Man, I'm trying to do as much as possible out here in the beer world. How you doing? I'm, we're doing great. We're just we're limiting where we go and the number of people we come in contact with. In fact, my daughters, I told them, you know, if you want to come home, you can, but you're probably better off where you are uh, to be safe. And so everybody's concerned about how many people they come in contact with because one of my daughters is still in school, uh, and, you know, she's not sure if she should come home or not. So it's, you know, we're all dealing with this, and you're trying to figure it out. And, uh, you know, if you're out and about, just being smart, and that's what we're trying to do. Well, if she if her if her college town's anything like Bloomington here, it's mainly a ghost town now, so she might be a lot better off, as you said. But you know, I wanted to I want to tell you two things real quick. One, uh, hat tip to the the Emmy nod again. Hope you guys pull it off this year. And you know, I've told you before, you guys do a great job getting a lot of us through everything when we're dealing with certain things. And with all this going on right now and, you know, being out and about, not knowing what you can touch, what you can't touch, how close you should be to people, et cetera, you guys, as you know, do an A-plus job of bringing some serenity and some humility and everything to everyday work for some of us. So well, thank you, thanks for that. And I wanted to give you one quick stat. It's not a stat of the day, so there's no music needed or anything, but it's something I read the other day about the beer world and – you guys brace yourself here, but with everything going on, they're estimating that there could be a million kegs of beer go out of date this year and get lost. A million. Wow. Well, if you want to send one our way, we'll make sure that we, we take down one of them. But thank you, Tilly. One keg at a time. Yes, Eden. We just uh, earlier today, I was watching my neighbor uh, walk in. There's a big window right here. <laughs> my neighbor, Jack, walked in with uh, he had a case of beer with a case of wine on top of it. So I was like, all right, my man is stocked up over there. You got you to stock up the rations yeah. there to get through this. Yeah, I do go by the liquor store, and the liquor store is doing some brisk business there. 
brisk. We had it delivered not too long ago. Yeah. I actually had a, a bottle of uh, – we had a bunch of things delivered, but you could actually have alcohol delivered to the house. Fascinating. Here's the uh, Dylan song that uh, Paulie was talking about, Subterranean Homesick Blues, a little of that. Subterranean Homesick Blues by Dylan, recorded, I think, in the 60s there. But uh, I don't know if that's considered rap, but what he was doing where he was holding up these uh, signs that had one word on it, and then he kept dropping them, and then he dropped one, he dropped one, he dropped one, and that was the video for that uh, with Bob Dylan. All right, we'll take a break. Last call for phone calls here, what we learn, what's in store next week, and uh, we'll have this day in sports history. All of that coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Everyone knows that finding qualified candidates when you're hiring is a very difficult job. But I'll tell you right now, ZipRecruiter makes it a lot easier. Let's talk about Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner experienced how challenging hiring can be after unsuccessfully searching for a new game artist to grow her education tech company. But then she switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference. And you too can sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. With results like that, it's no wonder that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter is definitely the smartest way to hire. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. Again, if you want to hire smart, qualified people, you have to go to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash D-A-N-P-A-T-R-I-C-K. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Credible.com is an online marketplace that gets you pre-qualified student loan refinancing rates from up to 10 different lenders. Credible's goal is to help people get out of student loan debt. If you've got student loan debt, you can benefit. With everything that's going on in the economy, student loan refinancing rates are super low right now. With a lower rate, you can save on interest, lower your monthly payments, that's more money in your pocket. And with a shorter loan term, you can get debt-free faster. Consolidate all your student loan bills in one place. Credible customers have given awesome reviews about how much better their lives have been if they're refinancing their student loans. On Credible, you see actual pre-qualified rates from up to 10 lenders. It only takes a couple of minutes to check rates. Checking rates doesn't impact your credit. They never sell your data, so you won't receive spam and phone calls from dozens of lenders. Please visit Credible.com slash Dan, that's C-R-E-D-I-B-L-E, dot com slash D-A-N. And when you refinance your student loans using this link, They'll give you a $200 gift card. Fill in a couple of pieces of info. Check what your rates are eligible for. Again, Credible.com says, Dan, take advantage of our rates are so low. Refinance your student loans. Start saving now. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com. Clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. 
Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Dedicate this to a couple of people. Certainly the Danettes. We get nominated for a sports Emmy for best studio show daily. It's the best studio show daily. We don't need an award, win award for that to tell us. One more after this. send this out to the audience. Thank you for the kind words, but thank you for giving us the opportunity to be part of your life every single day, whether it's when you're working or now that you're quarantined, not able to be in your car, you're at home, you're watching, you're listening. Uh, Thank you for that opportunity because uh, it's a privilege and hopefully we're able to put some smiles on your faces and entertain you for just a little bit. Once again, there, no one is sick here. I'm taking the week off. I decided that we should do a thorough cleaning of the man cave. Uh, with my immune system that was compromised a year ago, um, you know, I have to take some real serious precautions here. We just want to make sure that we're doing all the right things. We'll have fill-in hosts, but we'll be back after that. Uh, we wanted to give the guys a, a week off here. They've certainly earned it. But everybody is fine. Everybody's healthy. So I just want to let you know, we will not be here next week. I don't want you to be alarmed. Well, you might be alarmed, but uh, it, it won't be health-related. We're just trying to do the smart things here. So uh, final results of the poll question. McLovin, what do you have for me? Uh, should they have instituted a replay in 2007? 60% say yes. All right. All right. I'm just not a big instant replay fan. When you have it and it still doesn't work out right, that's when I have a real problem with this. Uh, this day in sports history, Paul. Couple, uh, 1989, Sports Illustrated cover story exposed Pete Rose's gambling activities. They had all the details from when he bet on the Reds. All the, uh, They said he actually had uh, at one point hand signals to an associate in the stands to bet before the game mm-hmm. to get in a late bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's true. Uh, 1994, Magic Johnson became the head coach of the L.A. Lakers. He coached the final 16 games of the 93-94 season. And in 2007, NFL owners voted 30-2 to to make video replay permanent. Anyone want to guess who the two teams were who voted against instant replay in the NFL? The Raiders? No, but that's a good guess. The Arizona Cardinals, Bidwell, and the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Also, 81 years ago today, Oregon defeated Ohio State in the first ever NCAA tournament game, championship game. Oregon hasn't reached the championship game since then, but they have been to the four final four once. That was in 2017. Back then, Oregon was known as the Webfoots. They weren't the Ducks. They were the Webfoots. And I believe a guy named John H. Dick led Oregon in scoring in that win over Ohio State. The Webfoots of Oregon defeated Ohio State in 1939. Hold your jokes. You can keep them to yourself there. Keep them to yourself, Todd. Uh, Jay in uh, Canada joins us on the program. Good morning. Good morning, Dad. Uh, first time, long time, 511, 200. I uh, just wanted to say we really appreciate you. Um, hope to see you back after a week. No words are needed. And uh, maybe... 
once we get back, we can do a best and worst of COVID, if that's possible. All right. Well, thanks for the phone call there. Yeah, it, just taking a week off, and uh, I think it's a smart thing to do. Kind of hit the reset button and uh, make sure we get Man Cave cleaned up and uh, give it a thorough <laughs> dusting here. Yeah, Paul. Ozark tonight, Dan, on Netflix, season three of Ozark, Jason Bateman. What are, what are your plans? Well, wait, is it already dropped or is it tonight? Like, when is, when is Ozark available? I was told Friday night. By my- okay. Well, i got to get some people on that here because that's going to impact my weekend. My wife's trying to get me to read Harry Potter. And I said, I, I'm not there yet, hon. You know, I, 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 I'm not ready for Harry Potter. And she goes, you're going to like it. And I said, no. She wants me to read a Stephen King book. What is it, Cujo or something? And I said, no, I don't want to do that. Anyway, let me just watch like Fleabag. Uh, oh, do you see where Greg McElroy, former Alabama quarterback, works for the mothership? He says that Tiger King on Netflix might be the most overrated show of all time. It's good and somewhat shocking, but really? Question mark. Someone legit tried to tell me that it was better than Breaking Bad. Oh, my God. Whoever told you that, you should probably disconnect from that. Yeah, see. We've tried to get through the first episode twice now, and I've fallen asleep both times. <laughs> I watched it, and, and if you would have told me it was a mockumentary, I'd say, well done. But I, I just, I, I'm not interested in it. I mean, this, this Joe Exotic is pretty interesting, and so are the other characters. But I, I'm just not there. I can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah, McLovin. Where do you stand on the Corvette? What's the time frame? Oh no, it's a Porsche. Oh, sorry, Porsche. Yeah, big difference there, McLovin. Yeah, it's a '73 RS. You used to be a Corvette guy, though. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Sold them all. Now it's a Porsche, and uh, we're going to start doing some painting here, taking it apart and doing some painting. Well, I'm watching somebody take it apart <laughs> over the weekend and next week. Todd, who yeah. has never done anything like this. <laughs> Nothing like And by the way, what's with the faces with Bob Dylan's song there? Uh, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. You know how I feel about that. Oh I can't my listen God. to that. Yeah, yeah. You want to know what I learned? Dylan, sounds, voice? Dylan sounds like you look. That's just cold. <laughs> I'm going to give you what I learned in Bob Dylan's voice. If you're wow. ready for it. Oh, my God. The Bucks have plenty of receivers telling. Bruce Arians wisely knows they don't need A.B. Uh, McLovin. Edward or Panic when you asked him the best GM in Texas. Seaton, what'd you learn? Third time's the charm for this reg. Yeah. Day. Paulie? Day two chili is the best. What we learned brought to you by LegalZoom. Need to make it legal? Make it LegalZoom.com. Be safe. Be smart. And thanks for allowing us into your lives every single day, especially this time, these times. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you soon here on the Dan Patrick Show. Love podcasts? You'll love Podcast Magazine. Taking readers into the lives of today's leading podcasters and beyond the microphone of the show's fans love. Each month, Podcast Magazine's dedicated writers share personal interviews, industry happenings, exclusive categorical charts and independent ratings and reviews of the under the radar shows if you listen to podcasts subscribe now at podcastmagazine.com and grab a free lifetime subscription while you can that's podcastmagazine.com 